Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome to the Reformed Dissenters. Thank you so much for listening or watching us today, depending on uh, what platform you are listening or watching to us, uh, listening to us or watching us on. Um, my name is Bruce Johnson. I am in South Dakota, joined by Joseph Lassiter. Hello. And my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello. Who is joining us from Pennsylvania. Um, if you are watching this show on one of our platforms, keep in mind you can also follow us on all sorts of other platforms we are on. We're on Rumble, we are on Gab, you can find us on Gab TV, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a whole bunch of other uh, audio-only platforms where we'll have our podcast. And if that sounded like a lot of content, you're like, oh my goodness, there's so many channels, you can also go to trdshow.net to uh, find a link, a list of links for all the platforms that we're on. You can go there and find that list, which might be helpful to you. You can also email the show at trdshow at protonmail.com with any questions you have, suggestions for content, or anything like that. You can also share uh, any news articles, current events you think we should talk about on the show, whether that's locally or nationally, you can send them to that email address as well. We would very much love to hear from you. If you're interested in hearing uh, us do deep dives or watching us do deep dives on some of the current events that we talked about on the show, uh, each show we have a current, uh, uh, we each break down some of the current events that happened that week. And if you're interested in hearing us do more of a deep dive into those current events that we broke down a little bit on the show, you can follow us on Gab, Gab TV, or Rumble. We're going to be posting some shorter clips of us doing longer deep dive. Um, um, well, deep dives into the uh, some of the current events that we talked about that week. So you can follow us on Gab, Gab TV, and Rumble for that content. And so, if there's any article or news thing that you want us to cover in one of those deep dives, just uh, give us a comment on YouTube, Rumble, Gab, uh, on any of those platforms, and let us know what you want us to do, and we will... I, I myself and maybe even Bruce will be trying to do a deep dive on one of those subjects. Yes, indeed. You can also, again, email us at trdshow at protonmail.com. So uh, let's break down what's going to happen during this episode today. Um, we're, of course, going to start out by talking about the current events of the week, break down what happened this week in current events. And we're also going to be talking after that about the literature of the month, which this month is Knowing God by J.I. Packer. We read chapters four and seven. So if you're following along with us, you um, those are the chapters that we read. So if you want to read through those and send us your thoughts on those chapters as well, we would love to hear about them. And also, our theme of the month, just as a reminder, is devotion to God above all else. So that's what we're trying to tie the current events and the literature of the month into that theme. So before we start breaking down the current events, we have to uh, introduce the verse of the week. So our verse this week is 1 Samuel 12, 24, and it says, Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. Um, so that's something to remember. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. So, all right. Let's go into our current events segment. Uh, who wants to kick it off today? 
I can kick it off if you want. If All you right. want. Uh, I Go know I it. did it last week. But, <laughs> Go for uh, it. I will start with a very funny article. Now, I want you to know that this funny article is a real article. I am sad to say it is. But um, the article headline reads, University of Wisconsin removes Boulder from campus after students say the rock is a symbol of racism. A boulder. Now, isn't that interesting <laughs> to think? A rock is racism. <laughs> wow. Alright, uh, getting into the headline, the Chamberlain Boulder was removed from the University of Wisconsin in its Madison campus. The boulder was removed because two groups of students said the boulder was a representation of racism. This boulder was named after the former president of the university, Thomas Crowder Chamberlain. The rock is being removed because an article says it is maybe a racial slur. <laughs> wow. Interesting. And then, yeah. Yes, very, very interesting. So I, with that, I was just got to wondering, does that mean they're trying to say the Bible is racist because they compare, or the Bible is compared to what our foundation of God should be, or the Bible and our um, devotion to God should be our rock, and now they're saying a rock is racist, so they <laughs> want to get rid of that. Yeah, That's Christ is our yeah, rock, uh, our firm foundation, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and now I will be going into the actual article, and this I have created a deep deep dive on. So if you want to find more about this article, you can go to our other platforms and uh, find this uh, deep dive, yes. which it should be, be be posting soon. Yes, on our but, pro uh, First Amendment platforms within the next couple of yeah. days. Yeah. Uh, the headline is. New York City is the first major city to require proof of vaccination. Uh, the, this city, uh, New York, has required people to take the vaccine and to require proof. And when they're going into buildings such as restaurants or gyms or even to see a performance, they must show proof of vaccination before <laughs> wow. they're allowed to come in. Wow. Wow. Uh, this is something that I knew that they would be doing soon. Didn't know mm. how soon it would be, but yeah. I knew this was coming down. Yep. But this, this shows us that the restrictions of man will get worse and worse if we do not follow God's perfect law. Mm. This mandate is slavery. I know it may be uh, hard for you to believe that, but... Even though it is subtle, this is slavery. And Christ says we are saved from a yoke of slavery. As Galatians 5.1 states, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Hmm. This, um, as we see, the law of God will give us freedom. And that is more so in a comparison between God's law and man's law. If we follow God's law, it will be way more freeing than following man's law. 
if we follow man's law, man will always want more and more control. That is greed. Yep. We all know we have a sinful nature, and in mm. that sinful nature is greed. Yeah. So God says in Matthew 11:3, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That, that is in comparison. So yep. I want you to also understand freedom is not easy. Having freedom is not easy. Mm. God gives us freedom, yep. but we must work for that freedom. We are not to entitled to our freedom. We have to work like, like the founding fathers did in the Revolutionary War. They fought for our freedom, and many people died for our freedom, yet we are giving it away. Mm. So very true. Make sure we we are vigilant in everything that we do, and we must make sure that we do not let the government even take an inch of our mm. freedom. Yep. Very good. Is that uh, everything with that article, Jake? Yes. Yep. Right. Thanks for breaking that down. Joe, do you want to go next? I'm ready. I sure am. So my article for one of my articles that is very short is a California law for farms could cut off nearly all the state's port supply and making a baking, bacon sh- shortage. Oh, goodness. And That's the worst shortage there is. This, this uh, law will be taking effect as of January 1st, 2022, and pretty wow. much the law is stating that the animals, um, egg layer hens and housed caged animals have, and pigs have to be living in a bigger area, not in confinement <laughs> anymore. <laughs> wow. Very, very interesting based on the fact that... Is that the, each animal has to have so many square feet of space? Correct. What I find yeah. weird is, or interesting is that they are willing to take animal life and be like, okay, we need to give animals more better living space. But yet the government is still saying that abortion is legit mm. and yep. it is okay to take the life of a human. Exactly. But yet... We have to take care of the earth more than we right. humans have to be taken right. care of. Very interesting, in my opinion. Very good point. Fortunately, uh, Jacob kind of covered a topic that I wanted to go into. So a slight addition to Jacob's article is for mentioning, I just wanted to let everyone know that, again, this vaccine is still not FDA approved. Hmm. And it still needs to be going through the testing of FDA. But here's an example that I found at work of makes me very leery about these vaccines. Uh, one of my coworkers knows somebody who went and got the vaccine. And was after he got the vaccine, he was able to stick a magnet on his arm after getting that vaccine. Which wow. originally he wouldn't have been able to put a <laughs> magnet on his arm. Very interesting. That that is just something I. Without find. further speculation, that is definitely a very interesting observation. Make of that what you will. And then uh, the last article that I have is the the topic of how Cameo is now under investigation for sexual harassment. Oh, and Cuomo. Yes. Cuomo. Yeah. So how I got into this 
um, topic a little bit is I was at work working and one of my coworkers was listening to the news and he's just all of a sudden shouts out yes and, and because he had just heard the attorney general had just came out with evidence that the uh, governor governor Cuomo has there's evidence that he has assaulted 11 women so I wow. decided to go into do a little research and I found that President Biden had actually asked him to resign a while ago from the the government seat and makes me wonder what is going on there because the this is a Democrat and now the Democrat attorney general and the Democrat president is saying that he should have stepped down makes me really wonder what's going on. Um, but as... Um, I have read there is legit statements of Biden asking uh, Cuomo to step down. Hmm. Also, another thing that I wanted to think about, it, it kind of when Jacob was reading Bible verses, it kind of wanted me, uh, made me think of, well, there's a Bible verse about fleeing sexual Im immorality, and that's First Thessalonians 4, in which says, For this is the will of God, for your for uh, your sanctification that you should be absent from sexual immorality and i kind of figured out or thought of this might be a way that the democrats are trying to get rid of that but again also that's not really the case it was just a interesting thought that i had yeah that's all i got nice thank, thank you, you. Joe. <laughs> yeah very very interesting some of the games that are being played Yes, indeed. Um, all right. Well, I have two picks, two um, current events that I wanted to talk about. Um, however, kind of similar to last week, um, I got a little carried away with the second one. So I'm going to go through the first one kind of quickly, although there's so much more that could be said about this first one. But I do have a lot more to talk about the second one. So um, just to briefly go through the, the first article, the headline is Pakistan's Unvaccinated lose cell service, right to work, um, and several other things as the uh, mandatory vaccines prompt counterfeit certificates. Um, COVID-19 vaccination has been made mandatory in one of Pakistan's, uh, Pakistan's four provinces. To enforce the mandate, the vaccine hesitant will have their SIM cards blocked, and in case you're unsure what that is that's the card that goes into your phone that allows your phone to be able to connect to cellular networks or the towers around you so essentially if a sim card is blocked you're not able to connect to cellular data you're not able to call or text or have any of that capability um if you're not on wi-fi you don't have any of that out and out and about um, so let's see, that's suspending their cellular service. Um, and they'll no longer be permitted to access public markets, according to English language reports, which is crazy. Um, I wish I could say a lot more about this, but I did want to bring up the, the last uh, few paragraphs in this, in this article were really well placed. And they said, it's just coincidentally... July 3rd, uh, July 3rd report by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control tested Massachusetts residents who attended large-scale public gatherings in Barnstable County over a two-week period in July, finding 
469 COVID-19 diagnoses um, from an undisclosed sample size. Notably, 90% of the cases were Delta variant. Equally notably, equally notable, 74% of the infections occurred in fully vaccinated individuals. Wow. 74% of the infections were fully vaccinated individuals, and 90% of those were the Delta variant. Uh, the, re- the report also found the vast majority of these cases were not asymptomatic, even though that's what the claim of, of this vaccine is, right? It'll reduce the symptoms. It will make them virtually asymptomatic, right? But the majority of these cases, even though they were 74% of them were vaccinated, fully vaccinated, um, the vast majority of these cases were not asymptomatic. And let's see, 79% of the breakthrough cases were symptomatic. 79% were symptomatic. And 80% of those hospitalized were fully vaccinated. Wow. So some very interesting statistics there that I believe. If the vaccine doesn't work the way it's supposed to, what is it doing? Right. Exactly. Why are they pushing it so hard? Yep. Yep. Yeah, especially when there are so many other natural and tried and true methods of actually uh, fighting COVID, right? We can use hydroxychloroquine, we can use ivermectin, we can use vitamin D, vitamin C, all of these different uh, alternative methods of treating this. We, we don't need the vaccine in order to fight this. So it's, it's just very interesting. So that is my first article that I wanted to break down. The second article, the headline, and and this, I think, is huge news. Um, This is kind of crazy. And we've kind of known this was coming for a while, but this is something that is kind of like, wow, okay, it's here. We've reached this point. Um, It's time to start making some decisions now about whether or not we want to continue using this product. Um, But the headline is, Apple will scan iPhones for illegal child abuse images, sparking privacy debate. Um, So, wow. Um, I want to read right from the article for a little while. And this is from uh, the Epoch Times, very well written. Um, And again, all of these articles will be linked in the description if you're listening or whatever platform you're listening or watching this on, listening to or watching this on, you you can find links to all of these articles on pretty much all the platforms. Um, But Apple announced Thursday it is planning to scan all iPhones in the United States for child abuse imagery raising alarm among security experts who said the plan could allow the firm to surveil tens of millions of personal devices for unrelated reasons. The company confirmed reports saying that new scanning technology is part of a suite of child protection programs that would evolve and expand, which sounds lovely. Nothing ominous there at all. Um, Evolve and expand. Wow. It will be rolled out as part of iOS 15, which I was so excited about. And now I'm just not excited about at all (laughs) Um, during uh, the later part of August, sometime in August. Now, here's what's interesting. Apple, which has often touted itself as a company that promises to safeguard users' right to privacy, right? They're supposedly this very privacy-oriented company. 
um, appeared to try and preempt privacy concerns by saying that the software will enhance those protections by avoiding the need to carry out widespread image scanning on its cloud servers. The craziest thing about that is the only way they could keep from having to do another widespread scan, right? They, they have to do that initially if they want to, to do this thing. They have to first do a widespread scan to catch everything that they haven't seen already. And then to, to, to keep this, like if they don't want to have to do another widespread image scan, they have to literally watch every single image you take and check and scan every single image you take moving forward. That's the only way they could avoid doing another widespread scan, which is what they said here. So that's kind of crazy. Um, a statement from Apple reads, This innovative new technology allows Apple to provide valuable and actionable information to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and law, and law enforcement, which that's important for later on, uh, regarding the proliferation of known CSAM, which is an acronym, a well-known acronym for uh, child sexual abuse material. And it does so while providing significant privacy benefits over existing techniques. Since Apple only learns about users' photos if they have a collection of known CSAM in their iCloud Photos account. Which is also crazy because the only way for them to know that, that they have a known collection, is if they're already watching. Or they're, they have to be able to scan to know that you have a known collection of this stuff. Even in these cases, Apple only learns about images that match known CSAM. Really, that's I find that hard to believe. But again, speculation. Draw what you will from that. Draw what conclusion you will. Um, Apple said the system will utilize breakthrough cryptography technology and artificial intelligence to find abuse material when it is stored in iCloud photos. The images will be matched to a known database of illegal images. The firm said... Uh, adding that if a certain number of those images are uploaded to iCloud Photos, the company will review them. Those images, if they're deemed illegal, will be reported to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. The software won't be applied to videos Apple added. So, again, um, still kind of waiting on a definition for what sexual abuse, child abuse means to Apple at this point. Um, they're going to compare it against a list of known database or against a database of known illegal images. Um, still waiting for a, 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 a cement definition of what that actually is. Um, because as far as I can tell, Apple just gets to make it up as they go along, which I'm sure they will. Um, I wanted to read something that I thought was interesting. And this is something I think I, I think this is a document a lot of Americans have forgotten about, specifically big tech conglomerates. This is kind of an important document, um, and it's a document that was um, right there at the founding of our country, and it's a document called the Constitution. Um, <laughs> it's a, I think it's pretty important. Um, I want to read the Fourth Amendment: the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized it has to be specific you have to particularly specify the persons you're searching and the places you want to search you can't just like um as an example, you can't just point to an apartment complex and say, I want to search every single room there. 
I want to just just point in that general vicinity and, and try that. Yeah, it has to be specific. It has to be, okay, who are the people you're searching? What probable cause do you have? This is not something you take lightly. You can't just say, I want to search tens of millions of users' devices just because we think there might be something on them. And that means that you're assuming guilt prior to taking it to court, which means you're not you're no longer innocent until proven guilty. And and also not to mention they they have to say what they are looking for. Mm. It has to be an in-depth description as to what they are looking for. So, like you were saying before, they weren't giving any explanation as to what is child abuse. Yeah. And but the thing is, if they're looking for this, they need to have a warrant that says exactly what that means and what that is and what they are exactly looking for. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. What, what's up, Joe? Uh, it would be interesting to see if the government or Apple was able to partner up with the FBI and get a warrant yeah. for that. That would be very interesting yeah. and scary. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but then again, they would need probable probable cause. Do they have any probable cause? That's, right. that's the question. Yep. Yep, exactly. I um, I did a little bit of research on this. Jacob is kind of our resident expert on <laughs> a lot of this stuff. He, he took some uh, very solid classes on this and, and learned a lot of this um, very solidly. Um, but I, I did some research additionally, and I found a site that walks through each of the amendments and kind of talks about them more at, at length. And so I just wanted to read a small expert, excerpt that says, uh, what, what does the Fourth Amendment do? What, what, is, you know, what are the details in, in, you know, in regards to the Fourth Amendment? And it says, the Fourth Amendment prohibits law enforcement and other government agencies from searching and seizing a person's private space and or belongings where that person has a reasonable expectation of privacy, unless the agency first obtains a warrant from a judge that is based on probable cause, which is a good faith and reasonable belief, uh, expressed under oath that contraband or evidence of a crime will be found if the search and or seizure is permitted. So this is not, again, not something you take lightly. Okay, it has to be very serious. You can't just say, I want to, eh, let's just, eh, I woke up this morning and I had a cool idea. Let me check tens of millions of devices across America <laughs> for something that I want to look for. Let's oh, yeah. uh, let's do that. Let's go for it. Yeah, just something that pops up off the top of your head. Of right. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Just checking and tens of millions of thousands of people's... Um, yeah. Tens of um, millions of devices. And um, I'm going to make up... By the way, I'm going to make up the, the definition for what I'm looking for. I'm going to make that yeah. up as we go along. Just, eh, why yeah. not? could be fun. Um, I wanted to also read uh, a passage from Scripture called... Uh, in, in Deuteronomy 19.15, it says... A single, a single witness shall not suffice against a person for any crime or for any wrong in connection with any offense that he has committed. Only on the evidence of two or three witnesses shall a charge be established. Where are the other witnesses? This is, this is meant to prevent lying and abuse of, of this kind of power. It, you have more than one witness, but right now the only witness here is Apple. Who's to say they don't take an image and you know, add an image, or who's to say you know they take that image and they twist it to mean whatever they want it to mean? And while they're doing this, they can easily collect all sorts of un other information about your life. 
they have no right in collecting. So some of my key takeaways, I know this is a little bit longer. <laughs> like I said, I did a lot of research on this one, but some of my key takeaways on this are one, yes, child abuse is a major issue in this country. Yes, we have to do something about it. Yes, it has to be fixed, but trying to fix it without God will only cause more harm than good. If we don't use biblical principles, we don't fight this the right way, then we're only going to do more harm than good. Um, so this, this needs to be, this, this can't be overstated. Their definition of child abuse will most certainly not align with the biblical definition. And since they're in control of what that definition looks like, they get to change that however they wish. I can't imagine <laughs> that will get used against anyone unfairly. There's no way Apple would, uh, you know, do something nefarious with that information or try to twist that in some way. I, I just can't imagine that happening. Um, also, motivation is key. And this is kind of the biggest biggest thing I wanted to address. We know Apple has placed itself against God and his principles before. They've censored apps. They've censored platforms, people, because they don't agree with their agenda. We know they have often directly opposed Christians and promoted content against the Bible. We know they've collected data on all their users, and we know the U.S. government is very interested in acquiring that data. We know that Apple will try to take anything they can find and twist it to attack Christians and anyone standing in opposition to their progressive agenda. We know all of these things are true. We can't just throw away that knowledge and assume that allowing them to collect and scan even more of our data won't end badly, even if they claim it's for a good reason. That's just too many assumptions for me. I'm not comfortable with that. Um, and so in conclusion of this, I'm actually looking into alternatives um, besides Apple, besides Android. And um, if you're interested in that as well, you could probably follow us on our Gab page. And I may or may not post some interesting things that I find there, if you're interested. Or... And also keeping in with, uh, with the idea of sent and not using big tech, Follow yes. us on our Gab, Rumble, yes. all of our free speech platforms. Yes. And not just using YouTube or Apple Podcasts. So. And if you are really interested, you could definitely send us an email. Yes. Or comment. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, that's all I had to say about that. That, I think, is kind of crazy and i've been an apple fan for a long time but this i think is is the thing that's gonna push me over the edge it might make me actually move to different platforms <laughs> so. didn't, uh didn't you also do a deep dive on this subject yes and i'll probably be posting that sometime this week on um all of our pro first amendment platforms all right. Well, that wraps up our current events segment for this week. What we're going to do now is we're going to move into our literature of the week. And again, our literature is Knowing God by J.I. Packer. And as you can see, we have it right here. Um, <laughs> Jake has his. Yeah, Jake's got his there. <laughs> um, so what uh, what we did this week was we, uh, we read through chapters four and chapters seven. And so we have a few questions and we want to um, address those. Um, based on the reading that we did this week. So, Jake, you want to kick it off? Sure. Um, 
You want to? Do you want to state the question first? Yes, I do. <laughs> that probably is important. Uh, okay, first question: What did you find most interesting about the chapters this week? <laughs> All right, and going off of that, something I found most interesting said in the book. Uh, in said no, no, sorry. Something that is most interesting, I found that it said in the book. Uh, that was creating an image or imagining God is not the same as knowing him. Uh, because we, when we create an image, uh, there will always be a part of God that we miss or exclude. Mm. Um, and that would take away from his character. And in turn, that would mean we fully do, we don't fully know him. Now, so that was not a direct quote from the book. It was more so a paraphrase. But, um, yeah, I thought that was very interesting. And that yeah. makes a good bit of sense. So, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, to me, the most interesting thing I found in uh, these chapters was I found it very interesting the way that uh, Packer broke down the second commandment. And this kind of goes... Right along with what you were saying, Jake, um, he discussed at length why images of God are, are so wrong and why God takes them so seriously. So why they're wrong and why God takes them so seriously. Packer talked about how images of God uh, dishonor God because they obscure his glory and how they can mislead us and cause us to develop false ideas about God. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much in the same vein as, as what you were you were just breaking down. Anything else you guys want to add to that question before we move on? No, I was going to agree with everything. The only thing I liked, well, the only addition thing that I could say about that is I liked how he was saying or he made mention of there are people that are like, but I need this image to glor glorify God more or mm. be like that way I can have a better understanding of God. But right. if you think about it, the golden calf in Exodus, they're like worshiping that and makes you also think that, well, we'd now definitely, if, if you're going to say the image of from Exodus is an image of God, mm -hmm. and it really wasn't because it was a golden calf, Right. How do we ourselves know that this is actually a picture um, or this isn't a picture? Well, mm. it definitely isn't a picture because God has said no images. Yeah. Especially and and anything, worship. anything we like um, Packer was saying in, uh, I think, chapter four, anything, any image we try to create of God will inevitably fall short of his glory and, and, he said, you know, that will obscure his glory. So that'll detract from it and, and cover it up. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Very, very good insights. Um, okay. Question two. What did you find most surprising? Something you maybe hadn't considered that way before. So maybe it's like something you might've heard before, but uh, the way that Packer explained it was like, wow, I hadn't heard of it or thought about it quite that way before. You want to go first, Jake? Sure. Um, something that I have not thought of in this light before is that we should let God teach us who he is. If mm. we try and do fit, uh, philosophical guesswork, 
we will ultimately end up with the wrong conclusion. And a uh, interesting verse that comes to mind is Proverbs 35. Trust <laughs> God with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Yep. yep. I have the exact same verse <laughs> written down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yes. Very good. Anything else you wanted to say about that, Jake? That question? No. I'm kind of trying to keep it a little bit short. Otherwise, I go into a yes. uh, whole rambling, start <laughs> talking about it and everything. Yes, indeed. So, yes. And we are running short on time as it is. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Um, yeah. So, so years ago, I learned from my, my last uh, pastor at the church I was at in Pennsylvania that every commandment has a negative and a positive aspect to it. Um, so, for, for example, the fifth commandment says, thou shalt not murder, uh, which is the negative. And the positive would be a directive to preserve life instead, right? So, the, the negative is yep. don't murder. Positive is preserve life. That's the opposite of, of murder, right? So, the second commandment... Yes, yes, exactly. Yep. The second commandment was one I hadn't considered the positive command really before. I hadn't put a lot of thought into that. Um, but Packer talks about the positive command being just as important as the, the first command, the negative command. Um, he lists the positive side of the second command on page 48. So if you're reading along with us, um, page 48 in our copy, um, it's, he says, It is a summons to us to recognize that God the Creator is transcendent, mysterious, and inscrutable, beyond the range of any imagining of philosophical guesswork of which we are capable, which is what Jake was talking about before, and hence uh, summons to us to humble ourselves to listen and learn of him and let him teach us what he is like and how we should think of him. Um, and on that same page, he says, thus it appears that the positive force, here it is, the positive force of the second commandment, is that it compels us to take our thoughts of God from his own holy word and from no other source whatsoever. So the the dichotomy between, you know, the negative and then the positive. So we shouldn't, um, uh, we shouldn't make graven images of God and worship them. But what should we do instead? We should learn from his word and think of him that way. Think of him the way that he has told us in his word we should think of him. And that's the way we should worship him. So very, very specific. Anything else you guys want to add to that? Something that I'll add. Um, I found Psalms uh, 28 and I'll, verse 1 and I'll read that. It says, to you I will cry, O Lord, my rock. Uh, do not be silent to me, lest if if you are silent to me, I become like those who go down into the pit. Now mm. that sounds like it's completely off topic, but <laughs> how I'm going to bring it together is when you when you're praying this prayer of Psalm, it, it's a it's a Psalm of rejoicing in prayer and it got mm. got me to think well if people are praying to idols they're calling an idol their lord obviously rocks are um racist now so um <laughs> but no um <laughs> yep. but if we are um if we're using an image how can that be our lord our savior 
our rock when I don't know when when you're in trials how can one little image hear your prayers how can mm. one I- little image um, take you away from um, trials and tribulations yeah mm. yeah. yeah nice that understanding the the power of God cannot be fit into a small image of him mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in doing so, we'll uh, well, like Packer said, <laughs> we'll obs- obscure his glory. We'll yeah. um, yeah, yep, inevitably just we'll we'll get it wrong because <laughs> there's no mm-hmm. way for us as human beings to to picture God the way that He actually is. Um, all right, last question, and we are kind of running very short on time here, but we can, I think we have enough time to get through this last question. This is going to be a bit of a longer episode for sure, but we've been toying with the idea of actually increasing the time of our episodes to about 45 minutes as opposed to half an hour. And um, looks like this is going to be one of the first episodes where we start doing that. So so there's just just too much content to, to get all of it done in half an hour. So Okay, what part of the reading, here, here's the question, what part of the reading do you think most applies to the theme of the month? Um, Jake, you want to kick that off? Again, sure. uh, just a reminder, the theme, of our mo- the theme of the month this month is devotion to God above all else. Yep. So, uh, I want to first encapsulate and give you something, some, in order to understand this, I want want to tell you this, but Packer in in his book says that a lot of the time when Christians look at the Bible, they can see sometimes see there are two different worlds. Mm. All right, there is the world of the Bible, and what we see as the Jews, the Gentiles, and God talking with them, and then our world where we don't hear God directly talking to us, and we don't have to do all these sacrifices, and it can seem like two completely different places. But Packer says that the, the conjoining part of all of this and the things that we have in both worlds is God. And so Hmm. this is how it ties... This is how it ties to the theme yeah. is we must have a devotion to God in under into in order to understand both worlds of the Bible. Without the link of God, the Bible would seem like two different worlds. Yet mm. through God, he brings them together. Nice. Cool. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about that? Uh, just a little bit of a thing, um, and that having a de- that devotion to God and a want to do His will will make us want to bring God's word into every area of life. Hmm. Nice. Very cool. Um, all right. So uh, my answer to the question, and the question is, what part of the reading do you think most applies to the theme of the month? My answer to this is... Um, Packer talks at length in chapter seven about the unchanging nature of God and by extension, his word, the unchanging nature of both God and his word that he's given to us, which I believe relates very closely to our theme, which again is devotion to God above all else. 
Um, if we put our trust in the changeable nature of humans, our society will inevitably crumble. Um, it will crumble in on itself. No source of truth besides scripture remains unchanging. There's, there's nothing else that we can rely on that won't change. Um, and that, that will make an inferior rock or foundation for us to place our, both our trust and our society and everything that we do in life. There's no other source of truth that we can go to that's unchanging. Uh, Packer states this very well on page 78 when he says, The words of human beings are unstable things, but not so the words of God. They stand forever as abidingly valid expressions of his mind and thought. And I, when I was reading this, I, I immediately thought of 2020. And I was like, wow, 2020 demonstrates this. I mean, it demonstrated this point quite elegantly. <laughs> um, people like Fauci and the, the people who were running our country, the unelected bureaucrats who ran our country for the better part of a year and a half, and are, I mean, kind of still running it, um, went back and forth on everything they'd previously stated. The, the worst part of that is, of course, you know, everybody changes their minds. But the worst part of that was that when they first stated it, they stated it as absolute truth. They were like, there's no other option. This is what we're telling you right now is absolute truth. And that's the way that Fauci made his statements and all the people around him, right? Um, and then months later, they would change it. And they would say, all right, okay, now this is absolute truth. Now this other thing, this is, which is the complete opposite. We know, you know, masks are, are really bad. You shouldn't go out and buy them. Now, now masks are good. And if you don't get them, you're going to kill grandma. You have to have them now. Um, that's what we just arbitrarily decided. Um, <laughs> and, and the worst part is, again, they, they shut down everyone else. They said, okay, this is the truth. And if you say otherwise, you're not allowed to speak. Uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all of them said, nope, you're not allowed to say anything that Lord Fauci doesn't first, you know, say. So, and then even even more so shutting us down is the whole uh, racist thing. If if, uh, if we say anything that is right. against what they say, right. we're racist. Yes. We're racist. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Can't win. You can't win. So we need to realize that devotion to any other source except God's holy word will ultimately lead to cultural and spiritual demise. And that's what we see today. Our, our culture has turned its back on God and has devoted itself to worshiping the creature rather than the creator. Our atheistic and postmodernist religions of today have taken such a strong grip on not just America, but the entire world that we now worship people and we say there is no ultimate source of truth except for yourself. You get to decide what truth is. There are lots of different versions of ultimate truth and most of the time it's you. It's inside of you. And so there is ultimate source of there is an ultimate source of truth. It's you. It's the human beings. That's that's their ultimate source of truth. Um, so when you have a question about life, look inwards. Look in your own heart. Um, and as we see in Jeremiah 17, 9, which says the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can understand it? We can't trust our own hearts. Looking to ourselves for truth is the worst mistake we could ever make. 
And again, like Jake said before, you know, Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6 states, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Um, Isaiah 40 states, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. And then Packer also mentioned Psalm one nineteen eighty nine, 89, which says, Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Um, There's just so many verses that speak to the unchangeable nature of God and his word and how fickle our own human hearts are and how little we can trust them. So thought that tied in very well to our theme. (laughs) Anything else you guys want to add to that? No. Very cool. Well, if that is it, um, thank you all so much for watching or listening to this episode we look forward to uh having you back next week again if you are looking to follow us on some other platforms i would highly encourage you to check out our gab page if you're not on gab already i would highly recommend you go on gab we post all sorts of different things on gab that's our main source of announcements and uh, we post extra resources we post uh, verses of the week those pictures you can find on gab all sorts of great resources so Go to Gab. I would highly recommend it. Andrew Torba, which is the creator of Gab, does wonderful work. He's trying to create a new conservative economy that we can't be banned from, that we're allowed to have our constitutional rights. So he's coming up with things like uh, Gab ads, which will replace Google ads and Facebook ads, uh, Gab pay, all of this stuff so that we can have an economy that we can survive in so that we don't get completely shut out. Of society, it's it's a wonderful. He needs to create gab phones. Yes, yes, he does. Ooh. Yes, he does. That would be very cool. <laughs> so yes, I, I would highly encourage you to check out Gab. But if you want to check us out on some other platforms as well, you can go to our website, which is drdshow.net, and there you'll find a list of links. I got it right this time. To all of our platforms, you can also email the show at trdshow at protonmail.com, and you can send us uh, current events. Um, questions, comments, anything you want to send us, you can go to trdshow at protonmail.com. Requests for future content, uh, whatever. Send it all there. But until then, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you in the next episode. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do as unto the Lord. <laughs>